0: Brother Hilton, we want you to come. I want you to just be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Give us what God has put on your heart tonight. Preach to me. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I sure do love my pastor. And not only because he is so kind and generous with. His labor of love, and that's what this is. Church is his; is the thing that the Lord called him to. This church, and he's so kind and generous with this pulpit to me, and I, I don't want to ever take that for granted. And um, so I give honor to my pastor, our bishop, the overseer of this church, this flock, and I'm grateful to you, pastor, for the opportunity. And I'm also grateful to this church for, um, you've put up with a lot from me, <laughs> especially Brother Josh, I just happened to look over there, man, uh, I appreciate all of y'all, all of y'all, how about that for grammar, all y'all, um, I, I really do, I, I I love each and every one of you, and you all have been ever patient with me, and all my foibles and shortcomings and and. And many more to come, I'm sure. But I love and appreciate each of you guys and your patience with me. And uh, this really, Pastor mentioned the feeling, the the um, the sense that of change that's coming to to my ministry. And I just want to um, make this statement, and then we'll get right into the Word of the Lord. But this is that the, the statement is that it has nothing, you know, ministry has nothing to do with the minister. It has to do with those to whom the ministry is being given. It's 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 you. It's the church. It's those beyond these four walls, those that are in desperate need of God's grace and um, that, that need God's help. And so, Pastor said said uh, he mentioned that to me too. He's like, "You're going to be our resident evangelist," and so I've never been an evangelist, um, but I'm going to do my very best to fulfill that role in in these next services, whatever services the Lord permits me to to serve in. And uh, if if I could ask this simple favor, that you forget about Jared and just forget about you know my name, who I am, where I came from, and just put faith in God's word, and I promise you that, that that will go a lot further than if you measure this against who Jared is and what he can do, And because I'm nothing. In the grand scheme of things, you know, the, the wise men said life is but a vapor, and I'm just one of those many lives, but I believe that God can can use a, a, uh, a vessel to use to pour out onto his people, so if you can... Uh, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, Amen. God can fill you. If you're hungry and you're thirsty, God can fill you. And so that's what I ask for: is those who are hungry and thirsty to come to the, the 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 table. Come to the table, ready to eat, ready to drink. Amen. First Peter chapter one verse seven is going to be where I take my text tonight, and I really I I thought. There's, there's been kind of a pattern that's developed in my life while I'm, I've been ministering, and, and I thought tonight, I recognized that pattern, and I thought we were getting ready to just have one of those old-fashioned blowout services, you know? Holy Ghost was moving, and I think that was a very real possibility. The Holy Ghost was, how many of you can bear witness that the Holy Ghost was in this service just a few minutes ago? And I felt God's presence in a special way. Amen. That's because of the faithful saints of God. Thank you, Brother Nelson, also for being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And and I don't, you know, before I go too far, I want to also give honor to those other men, your um, brother Larson, Brother Nelson, Amen, Brother Hall, each of you, Brother Seely, all of you who who have also labored um, behind this desk. I give honor to you all. I I've been here before. I'm here right now, and I know what it's like. <laughs> so, uh, I know it takes a lot of a lot of preparation, a lot of effort to stand behind here. Um, not one of us take it for granted, and and so thank you for for your grace in being extended to me during this time as well. First Peter chapter one verse seven. The Bible tells us that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The trial of your faith is much more precious than of gold. Amen. I, wanna, I want us to lay down our Bibles. Let's, ask the Lord to, to speak to each and every one of us. I want to talk to us tonight on this subject, the promise beyond the pressure. Let's just ask the Lord to help us tonight. Hallelujah. Jesus, we trust you. We believe you. God, I put my full confidence in you and you alone. You're able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that I ask or think. Pray that your perfect will would be accomplished in this service tonight. Touch every heart. Touch every mind. Pray that you would help us to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save us, that's able to help us, that's able to change us. Have your way in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. And shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Amen. I want to ask a question as I'm getting started. What naturally occurring substance is more valuable here on earth? Which, what naturally developing or uh, is there something on earth that's more rare, more valuable than gold? Can anybody just shout it out if you can think of it? Platinum, okay. Anything else? Let, let me say it naturally, naturally developed, not man concocted or some kind of cocktail of, of molecules and things. Anybody? Diamonds? Okay, there we go. That's where I'm going. Um. Diamonds are the hardest natural, uh, naturally occurring substance on earth. Uh, it has a hardness of 10 on the Mohs scale, which is used to, to measure uh, various forms of hardness against one another. It, it's at the top of that scale. And uh, put it into perspective, if you at your home have a, a quartz countertop, diamonds are a thousand times harder than your quartz countertop, or the or the or let's just use the quartz mineral. It's it's a thousand times harder than that. It's the hardest uh, naturally occurring substance on on Earth. And in order to form a diamond, in order to create it, it, it it's got a number of environmental conditions that. That const that that allow a diamond to generate, and uh, you could I'm I'm sure there are a number here that you could ask that that know these details, but I'm going to go over them with you just here briefly, so I can illustrate this point that in and in order to find a diamond, you've got to dig really deep. You can't. It's not like something like the the pebbles or the rocks or the stones that that are on the surface of the earth, but You've got to go way down, and based on some some limited research that I've done, it's it's approximately uh, 475,000 feet into the Earth's crust, or or approximately 90 miles down. Which that's a long ways down. I mean, that's going to take a lot of effort to get from here, 90 miles deep, and and but. It's more than just going deep in the earth. It's more than just, just going deep. And the deeper you go, the more likely it, it, it is that you'll find a diamond. The more likely it is that you'll find the conditions necessary to produce a diamond. So, so the deeper you go, the, the more likely it is that you will find your diamond and uh, and the conditions that produce a diamond, and it's not just depth that is required. There's there's all kinds of uh, of minerals and elements that are that are at that layer, but it also requires additional uh, conditions, additional environmental factors that produce the diamond. and, and one of those one of those factors is uh, the net, the necessity of a, a high temperature, at least 2, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit or higher and and it re- so it requires a, an immense uh, a, extremely high temperature to produce a diamond but even that's not enough not it is not merely depth and it's not merely heat or temperature but it also requires a, a an immense amount of pressure now most of our our tires you go and kick a tire it bounces back and it's and it's but it's pretty hard and but that hardness comes from both the rubber and the and the, the amount of psi that's inside of the tire. And depending on what what tire you have, you have depending on the vehicle and the and the weight that it's bearing, it's going to have a uh, various requirements for uh, psi or pounds per square inch inside of that tire. And so uh, to to carry the load that it's that it's bearing, and and so probably around 100 psi, kind of just to average. Things out depending again on the the load that it's bearing, but but uh, to comp- I just want to put that number in your head for comparison because in order to produce a diamond, you need 750,000 pounds per square inch to produce a diamond, and not just you know from one side, but you've got to have that constant pressure all the way around the diamond, all the way around it, constantly. In order to form out of that pressure, out of that heat, and out of that depth, a diamond, the hardest naturally occurring substance, used in, in many applications. Men men have uh, it, back in it looked like 1955. A man by the name of Tracy uh, H. Tracy Hall and a few of his other uh, a few other scientists, along with him, Francis Bundy, Robert Wintorf, and Herbert Str- Herbert Strong. Um, we're able to reproduce a diamond by generating enough pressure and generating enough heat. And these diamonds are often used in industrial applications to 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 cut things and and to to manufacture things in terms of fabrication but but these 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 diamonds that are that are man-made that are produced from these industrial processes those those are not as nearly as big and, and many of them are, are they're, they're not as valuable. they're just used many times in these industrial applications. but in, in the gemstone market the, the ones that carry value are the ones that are naturally produced at that depth, the ones that are naturally produced uh, with that, um, that heat, that naturally occurring heat and that naturally occurring pressure around it. and that's that's how, that's how a, a real diamond is formed. That's how a real diamond is formed. I think it's really easy uh, in today's day and age to tell your friend, tell your neighbor that, uh, or tell your uh, fellow fellow apostolic, and you come to church. Man, I'm really going through it. I've got a lot going on in my life, and 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 we can many times we can we can come to the conclusion that is it is it really all worth is it really worth all of this this effort is is being a christian being an apostolic is is this, are we really going to get what we think we're going after are we going to really get the value that that we feel like is is the reward for all of this effort all of these trials all of this pressure that i'm feeling hallelujah hallelujah and uh, and so we can we can probably balance out in our mind with based on our, our the evidence that we see around us that that and many have. many of my own friends have made this decision that it's not worth it. It's not worth the, the effort. it's not worth the, the pressure. I'm just going to give up and I'm going to give my relief so I can so I can so I can so I don't have to have to deal with all this pressure all the time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But I want to remind somebody in this house tonight that there is a promise after the pressure. Hallelujah. You don't have to stay under the pressure. There is going to come a time, amen, when the heat subsides and the the pressure all around you, uh, amen, seems like it's bearing down in in an ever-increasing way, uh, amen, that there will come a time uh, when it subsides and you'll come forth, uh, amen, as a diamond. Hallelujah, amen, more valuable than the precious gold that corrupts, amen, more valuable, amen, just than any other element that's out there, you, amen, will come forth, amen, as a diamond. Hallelujah, 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 amen. What a promise! And and we're using this natural metaphor, this this uh, this this one that we can relate to, or perhaps that some of us have knowledge. But but I, I'm here to tell you that what Apostle Peter was telling us, uh, Amen, in First Peter, is that that the trial of our faith, uh, Amen, the the result of the trial, the result of the pressure, is more valuable than gold. I think what he's trying to illustrate to them was that it's more valuable than anything on this earth. You can't compare it to, to natural things. You can't compare it to, to materials that you have in your mind. It's, it's more valuable than anything that you can imagine. Hallelujah. 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 Amen amen in the Bible there are other forms of pressure or crushing that the Bible uses to to illustrate uh, and, and make multiple applications for the nation of Israel the wine press in the Bible in multiple times uh, areas uh, is used to talk about judgment for the children of Israel, or even in the New Testament, judgment for the end of the world, uh, meant to bring judgment upon the earth. Uh, but I would like to make a different application tonight. When when I traveled with Pastor and Sister Regan to to Israel back in May of this year, and I I was I went into a vineyard, and in that vineyard was this rocky structure it was it was clearly man made but it was it was old it was it was something that had been there for a long time and i asked pastor what what is that i knew we were in a vineyard and it didn't dawn on me what it was i said what is that what is that structure and he says that's a wine press and i said well how does it work and he said well we already in this we were already at the bottom of it but the way a wine press works in days of antiquity is that you have two levels. The top level is a somewhat of a plateau area where where it's all rock and stone and, and they would dump their grapes there that were harvested from the vineyard. And then treaders would come and tread on the... Uh, they would step and, and crush the the grapes at the top of the wine press and then the 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 juice from that those grapes would come down the canals and and enter into vats that were uh set at a lower position so that gravity would help the the juices and the what's referred to as the blood from the grapes uh, to go into those vats and and it made sense to me and man but but I want you to understand that that I, I couldn't i couldn't I did a little bit of research on this and i couldn 't find how long it would take for for a group of people to even fill a gallon. Of, of grape juice by through that process but I can only imagine the number of grapes that it cost and and the amount of time that it took for them to go through that historical process that 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 old way of doing it by just dumping and I don't know how many grapes were wasted I don't know how much juice was wasted on the on the top bleeding out onto the the regular ground because they didn't have the necessary uh, protection in place but I'm sure it took a long time it took a long time time for these treaders to to just go in and day in and day out to just stomp on grapes and and i i don't know if they if they sometimes ran out and had to sit there and wait and and perhaps some of the grape juice at the bottom of the vat was fermenting and and uh, and so they had to get rid of that 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 amount, and then and then go back and, and wait for the, perhaps the next harvest to get some enough grapes and to do it. But I'm sure it was a long process. I'm sure there was lots of learning involved there, and and so they they continued day in and day out, and and, and perhaps with very little progress, they would stomp uh, and they would step. And how many times? Uh, how many outfits did they ruin? How many times did they cut their feet on stones as they as they stepped on yet another uh, handful? full of grape, uh, amen, but in the end, uh, the, ver- the value that they were wanting, uh, amen, ended up uh, in those, those, those uh, uh, coffin-like stone structures in the bottom, uh, amen, just so that they can get a cup full of grape juice just so that they could taste uh, the nectar from the vine, just so they could have a little taste of something uh, pleasurable, something uh, that they would enjoy, amen, in their homes. Uh, I want you to understand, uh, amen, that there's real value, amen, that comes, uh, amen, from pressure. There's genuine value, amen, that comes, uh, amen, from pressure. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I've got a burden tonight for somebody. I, I honestly don't know to whom I'm preaching. Amen. I don't know, amen, who it is that I'm preaching tonight. Amen. Perhaps it's just myself. Maybe it is It is just for me. But if you'll bear with me, I, I want the Lord to have his way tonight. Amen. I believe God's got something to say, amen, to us tonight. Amen. Luke chapter 16, I'm sorry, verse, chapter 18, verse 1 tells us a parable. Parable, and Jesus tells us that and he spake a parable verse 1 of Luke chapter 18 unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God neither regarded man and there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying avenge me of mine adversary And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. I don't want you to go to the next scripture just yet. Jesus, using this parable, is trying to teach us the principle of, of coming back again and again amen the principle the, the necessary uh, the necessary exercise of doing it over and over and over again amen knowing that the outcome that you desire is indeed possible no matter what the circumstances around you tell you but if you just continue amen to do what you know is right uh, no matter how t- how long you've been I feel the Holy Ghost to what I'm saying right now doesn't matter amen if if you've done it a hundred times before does it matter amen even if you've done it a thousand times before that if you would keep up amen keep up under the pressure that the promise will come hallelujah even the unjust judge said because this woman troubleth me I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming, th- this judge had it knew he's, he's put up with this lady long enough. He knew what the result was going to be. If he ignored her again, she's coming in the morning. And, and if I do it again, she's back again. Hey, judge, I know that you're there. I know... I know your number. I know your address. I, I know what you can do for me. And so here I am again. And I know you said no yesterday. But I know that you've got the power. And I know that you can do it for me. And I know that you will do it for me. If I just keep on going. If I I, I There's a lot of pressure at a home that's that's forcing me here. That's pushing me into this place. And, and so I'm not going home. I mean, I'm not going to quit until I get my price promise hallelujah hallelujah and jesus said in verse 6 now hear what the unjust judge saith And shall not god avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them hallelujah hallelujah i think the answer is obvious to this question that certainly the Lord will avenge His elect. Though He bear along with them, He will avenge His elect. But notice the condition. The condition is that they would cry day and night. The condition is that they go out one more time and knock on the door. The, the, the requirement, the Lord's not going to avenge those who do not ask. He's not going I mean, to help those who believe that they've got it on their own. He's not going, I, I, we've got to get this revelation that it's necessary that if we are going to have the help of the Holy Ghost, that we must ask Him. Hallelujah. James said, we have not because we ask not. Hallelujah. Amen. If you want the Holy Ghost, how many times have you taught the Bible study that you've got to pray, you've got to repent, you've got to give up your evil ways, and it doesn't matter how many times you, you've gone to the altar and you didn't receive the Holy Ghost, go back because you will receive the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah the same principle that gets them the gift of the holy ghost is the same principle that will get us the promise that we are seeking Hallelujah Hallelujah it's necessary that you make it to the judge's door Oh I feel the holy I've got more I just want to I want to help somebody right here and let you know that you just got to go back to the altar Hallelujah. Quit using uh, the excuse uh, that he didn't do it for me last time. Uh, so why should I waste my time this time? Here's the reason why. Because he made you a promise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And his promises uh, are yea and amen. Hallelujah. If even the unjust judge will do it because of your continued coming, then how much more? Oh, come on, let's talk to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, he's not one to make promises that he can't keep. His arm is not short that it cannot reach. Hallelujah. He's not slack concerning his promises. He will do what he said he will do. Hallelujah. you just got to believe. you just got to trust him. You've just got to do what he's asked you to do. I know this is not profound. I didn't come here to entertain or amaze. I've just come to bear my heart to this church. I've come to tell somebody, if you ask, you shall receive. If you seek, you will. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is in this place. He wants you to have the revelation that if you do knock if you do go out seeking if you do come asking he's got the answer Come on, church, let's talk to the Lord right now. Holy Ghost is moving. Holy Ghost is drawing. Hallelujah. Elder Davis has said many times, uh, amen, that that God's got armloads of gifts. He's ready to give them, but nobody's asking for them. Why don't you just come and ask one more time? Why don't you try the door one more time? Why don't you try the king's house one more time? Oh, hallelujah. Everyone, not just some, not just most, but everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be open. You want to see the, the door of revival open? Why don't you walk right up to that door and begin to knock? Hallelujah. I don't have to go any further. I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. Does anybody have a special need? Amen. That God that you've been seeking God for, I'm telling you, His promises are yay and amen. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, The law and the prophets were until John. Amen. But since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Amen. If you want to, to get a part, be a part of this kingdom that I'm talking about, amen, the promises that God's made available, you've got to press. Hallelujah! That pressure is there for a reason. Amen. I it's putting pressure in the necessary places, uh, in the necessary places, uh, so that you can change uh, and form. Amen. Uh, I the word uh, metamorphosis is used uh, in that process, uh, just like when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God still wanted to change you. My God, help me. I don't he got my Hallelujah. 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 Joel the prophet said in Joel chapter 3, verse 13 Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come and get you down, because the press is full. The vats are overflowing. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll bear with me for just a moment, let me explain the scripture that I just read to you. I mean, the prophet's telling us uh, in the last day. You can go read it for yourself. Uh, Joel chapter 3, uh, he's prophesying about the last days. Uh, and he's saying that in the last days, uh, I mean, you've got to prepare for war. you got to get ready. I mean, you take your plowshares and turn them into swords and, and, and your other instruments for farming. Uh, I mean, into weapons uh, for defense. Amen. Uh, I he's talking specifically I mean, to the nation of Israel. Israel. But then he kind of makes a pivot in verse 13 and he says, Get you down. Amen. For the press is full. Put in this sickle for the harvest is ripe. Right in the middle of war. Right in the middle of attack. Amen. There was an opportunity for harvest. And he says uh, that multitudes, uh, not just a few, uh, but multitudes. uh, And then with emphasis, he responds or he repeats, uh, multitudes. uh, Hallelujah. Are in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near. In the valley of decision. Hallelujah. And... I'm done. I, I'm, I'm finished. The decision is up to you. Do you have a need? Do you are you seeking a promise? Right now, you're in the valley of decision. And I want you to I want you to understand the situation that there are many. There are many in the press many in the same place, uh, that if you don't make uh, the decision, if you don't, I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying, that if you don't make uh, this decision, if you don't make the decision to be in the press, uh, amen, to push back, uh, to allow the pressure to form, to allow yourself to be crushed, uh, to allow the the value to come out, uh, that there are multitudes, uh, yea, multitudes, that will come, in the same place that you're in and they'll make the right decision hallelujah the day of the lord is near let's all stand together the day of the lord is near hallelujah come on church let's pray right now hallelujah let's talk to the lord these altars are open I don't want to be overrun by the multitudes in the press. I don't want to be overrun by those others that are in the vats that are filling the... I want to be in the vats. I want to be a part of what God's doing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah every man presseth into it you want to be in the kingdom of god you've got to press you want to be a part of what god's doing you've got to press into it you've got to press into it you've got to get into it you've got to jump in amen no look it doesn't matter how much pressure in fact that's what the pressure is for hallelujah hallelujah come on how many are in the valley of decision right now Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to the Lord. The Lord is working. God, I'm willing to put up with the pressure. If you'll give me my promise. I'm not worth much, God, right now. I'm not worth anything. But if you'll change me, if you'll help me, if you'll give me strength to go another day, if you give me strength to knock on the door one more time, I'll keep coming. I'll keep going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voice and talk to the Lord right now.